how could I get this message out to more people? And also it was like this desire to help more people one through chiropractic, but financial freedom. Like there is nothing that lights my soul on fire more than getting on the phone with a chiropractor. And you know, she has her business and maybe she's doing like 15, 20 K months and she's doing a great job and she has a family. And it's like, do you know the effect of her making 60 K a month, what that will do for her children? So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're gonna learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. All right, what's up guys? Welcome to Own Your Brand. I have my good friend, client, badass mom and wife friend, Dr. Stephanie Wigner, and I am so pumped. She is our official very first numero uno guest on Own Your Brand. So let's give her a round of applause. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. And by the way, by the way, I didn't know until we hopped on and I got like some of the reminders for the podcast that I was your first guest and I am just so honored. Yeah. Well, you know, we had to start out with a bang. So Stephanie, <laughs> give the audience without holding back, cause I'll correct you. What, what have you done with your life? Who are oh. you and why should people pay attention? Oh, wow. Oh. You're just taking it. You're just going there. Girl, I'm ready. <laughs> um, so I am a badass mom, entrepreneur, wife that really doesn't settle for mediocrity and is excited and empowered to take up space and help more women do the same and build lives and businesses that really set their souls on fire. Yes. Yes. Okay. She didn't have enough time, y'all. The thing <laughs> is, she doesn't have enough time to talk about her accolades. Tell me about the practice. Tell me what you got uh, going on. Yeah. So my husband and I are on the East coast. We own and operate four chiropractic offices. Um, our, our newest one is already high six figures, but most of them have been around for five to eight years. And we spend a lot of our time just being CEO of those. And then the rest of our time is spent as a family. So we've done a really good job of um, getting the practices to a place and, and bringing on teams that just can handle it so that we could really be where our genius is, which is uh, just managing it and being the CEO and just checking in so that we can spend our time how we really want to while also getting a ton of time with our son. It's amazing. And tell, tell the, tell the crew about Bubba. <laughs> he is the cutest two-year-old you've ever seen with the wait, whitest, wait, wait. blondest the, hair. The cutest. Like if y'all picture Abercrombie kids or like gap kids, Bubba is like a Scandinavian baby somehow who landed in Jersey with like badass parents living his best life, looking as like, he's my, he's like one of my fave babies. Yeah. He does live his best life. Kyle, my husband and I say all the time, like we want to come back in our next life, next life is jet because he just travels the world and is weighted on hand and foot and just lives the good life. He lives the good life. And that's because let's get, let's get, let's get into it. That is because my friend, Stephanie, you have designed the good life for him. So Jet, he just turned three, correct? Uh, he just turned two in October. Okay. Yes, yeah, so he's about two and a half. Mm -hmm. 
So talk to, talk to us, talk to the audience. You are living, my friend, the 1% life, Mm -hmm. 1% life. And people talk about this. They want the wealth. They want the luxury. They want the freedom. They want to be a badass mom, but they want to be badass in business too. This is no side hustle for Stephanie. She lives and breathes this. Like if you're around her, she's always coming up with the next idea, next offer, next project while simultaneously lifting you up. And there's just not a lot of people who do that. So tell me about the time. When did you decide and commit that this was going to be the life that Jet lived? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Because I think one of the things that I value myself on is like that I'm authentic and, you know, we're in the consulting world together. So, you know, there's a bunch of fluff and, oh, I do this and I do that. And it's like, you can't actually back it up, right? Like you're living in your mom's basement or, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like we all had a starting point, you know, like if we want to go that way, we can, but like, I didn't have it easy. I really built this life that I have from the ground up and it's, it's anything but easy. And, um, it's still, even though I've achieved this level of success. I think, uh, you know, heavy wears the crown and whatever that saying is. And it's like, it's true. We just keep evolving and there's more responsibility that comes with that. And so you might go to my Instagram and be like, damn, the girl's traveling again. But it's like, you have no idea. I literally need that mental break in order to be in charge of everything else that I have going on. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think for me, it was just, I always knew I was destined for more. I always knew I was not the same as my peers. I always had this inner knowing that what everybody else was willing to settle for, I wasn't. And so in, that was even like manifesting my husband. Like, I'm not saying that I didn't date duds. I think we all go through a phase, but it was like, I'm not marrying a fucking dud. I'm going to marry the man of my dreams, you know? And, <laughs> and that, that's how I carry myself through, through all aspects of my life. Like when I decided I was going to go full blown and consulting, I wasn't going to just build a company to produce 10 K a month. Like I'm going all in and building a multi-million dollar company as a second option, right? Aside from the practices, because I'm not here to just be kind of good at something. And so I think for most, and and I don't want to, um, generalize, but I think for most entrepreneurs, they're just trying to get to that coveted, like, Oh, this feels good. And don't really ever push past that. Like I hate being comfortable. I hate, I, I love being content. So I say like, I am so content in my life. If I never received another thing, I am beyond blessed, beyond grateful thank you for this life. Like so grateful. However, I could stay in my comfort zone. I had the practices, right? Like I could have been yeah. like, cool, I got six and seven figure businesses, but it was like, no, but I, I'm too comfortable doing that. I've, I've mastered that now. What else can I go on to achieve? And I think that that is the difference from even the top 20% of entrepreneurs yeah. to the top 1%. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Y'all hear this? This is, this is the type of friend you need in your life. That's what you're missing. When you don't have a Stephanie Wigner in your life, you are playing smaller. You are adapting. Girlfriend, you can be the mom that's crushing it. You can be amazingly present. You can be feminine with your husband and masculine in your business and any and whichever way you want to do it. But what Stephanie is talking to us about is she set the standard higher for herself. She didn't say, I want to make it to the 20%. She laughed and goffed at 10K months because she's not because that may not be right for you. So don't get it twisted. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, you already can't be twisted or you can just hit unsubscribe because I could give a fuck. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm here to build the 1%. I'm not here to entertain mediocrity. You can go yeah. elsewhere for that. But when you decide like Stephanie and commit, I am going to be the 1% out of the top 20%, everything else snapped into place for you, Stephanie. And so when I think about this and how you have continuously built yourself in your career, this is so inspiring to people. And it just, I talk to you and I get fired up. So <laughs> I imagine that happens around you. Tell me a bit about when you decided, okay, I've got the chiropractic on lock. I've got four locations. Me and Kyle are crushing it. We met in school together. You guys are a literal power couple. And I'm going to ask about him in a minute. But for now <laughs> is what drove you to get into the coaching side? When were you like, yeah, because uh, many people would have said you were already in the top 1%. Girl, you are in the top 1% of chiropractors for mm -hmm. sure. You've already done doubt. the time freedom, luxury freedom. What incepted this desire within you to be like, I'm going to go coach Kairos on how they can um, build their dream practice? Yeah, I think honestly, it's a love for chiropractic. Like I truly, truly just love that as my first profession. And at the basis of everything I do, I believe that people are healthier. So it was like, how could I get this message out to more people? And also it was like this desire to help more people, one through chiropractic, but financial freedom. Like there is nothing that lights my soul on fire more than getting on the phone with a chiropractor. And, you know, she has her business and maybe she's doing like 15, 20 K months and she's doing a great job and she has a family. And it's like, do you know the effect of her making 60K a month, what that will do for her children? Like, that's mm -hmm. the kind of shit that fires me up, but also could bring me to tears because mm -hmm. that is changing generations. That's building a legacy. That is providing an environment for an entire family that I might not ever meet. Right. Yeah. But by giving those foundations to another woman who can help lead her family to greater impact, that is when I started thinking about that bigger vision and you know, just, I, I work with men and women and a lot of them are, are leading families. I, I tend to surround my people, myself with people who have families, a high value. And it's just like the impact on that families is immeasurable. And that just gets me so excited. Mm, I love that. I'm going to take this down a rabbit hole that I feel <laughs> coming through. And I, I don't know who better to talk to about this than you. Talk to me because you and your husband, Kyle, are like so on point, so in love, like the chemistry <laughs> is off the chain and I'm a lover of love. And uh -huh. so happily married women, first mm -hmm. time married, like uh, my husband, he's, he's a life partner. He's not yeah. just like, Cethel is a life partner. Um, he's not my husband or my like blah, 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 life yeah. partner. So all the words. And I love observing you and Kyle because I watched you guys from when I've known you, which has been over a year, build mm -hmm. an empire while keeping the spark alive. Like mm -hmm. if you are next to you two, you can feel <laughs> it. So I just kind of come stand near so I can get some of that, you know, little bit of vibration going. Now let's cut it real. What you said, I want to help women also lead their families. And I've got some people who feel so staunchly opposed to women leading their family because it's in the Bible or whatever religion they're in or societal program. What is your belief system on women leading a family or co-leading a family? And how does that play out in your relationship? 
Yeah. So I think one, um, when we suppress the matriarch of the family, we are suppressing the family as a whole. And whether that's from a financial perspective, whether that's from an emotional perspective, um, whatever it is, like if you suppress the woman leading the family, you are doing so much damage that cannot be undone. And two, on the flip side of that, um, I'm married to a man who is very secure in himself. Whereas when I was like, Hey babe, I'm going to, you know, launch this consulting business and I'm going to have to be in the face a lot more. It's on podcast. It's out there. Like most of our shit's going to be exposed. I'm good. Cause our foundation's good, but are you okay with being in the limelight a little bit more? And he's like, yeah. And he's kind of the guy that flies behind the scenes. Like, you don't like, if you meet him, you're like, Oh, he, he's an alpha, but like, you don't see yeah. him promoting on social and stuff like that. Right. Um, he's so secure in himself. He's willing, he trusts me. Right. And I think that that's where a lot of people miss the mark. They're so focused on competing for who is, um, the head of the family. It's not like what's in the best interest of our family. And one of the things about Kyle and I too, because he's so behind the scenes, people don't know how much of a powerhouse he is. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, this is my favorite thing for you and I to talk about Beejo. Cause it just cracks me up. I remember the first time you said it to me and you met us in person and you were like, Oh girl, you ain't married to no beta bitch. And I was like <laughs> dying. And I was like, Oh my God, Beejo, nobody has ever said that to me before. And you're like, Oh girl, you, you knew what you were doing. I was like, damn right. I did like, uh, um, you know, and I think the, the, the beautiful thing about Kyle and I is we each feel like we hit the jackpot with each other. Like oh. he thinks he's the lucky one. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm the lucky one. And oh. that's not, that's not like fake. Like you can feel no. that, you know? Oh. And because of that, we've built this beautiful relationship that like you can't fuck with, you can't penetrate. And when I have my worst days, he's the first person I go to. When I'm having my best day, he's the first person I go to. And at the heart of it, he's my best friend and he is my biggest cheerleader. And there's a lot of times when you're out in your front and center and there's a lot of judgment that comes with that. And you have to like gut check yourself and you're like, wait, is what they're saying real? Like, is this true? And he's always the first person to build me up and be like, babe, you're the fucking best. Fuck everyone. Everybody. And I'm like, whether I believe it or not, like his confidence in me, like pushes me forward. And, and I say, I think our success comes from having each other as like this key, like this missing link. And I think in a world of feminism and all of that, it's like, girl, you don't need a man. And I'm like, I don't need one, but I sure in the fuck want one that has my back through thick and thin. Girl, let's go. Okay. Just like, Someone come to fucking Houston and fan me down, hug me, and then let's cuddle on the sofa. Like, oh my God, that is so good. No, we did not marry beta bitches. And that's when I knew, okay, we're going to have a deep friendship and it's going to be long. But like, there's so many highlights that you just said there that we need to just unpack. Like, first of all, you and Kyle both won the jackpot and not suppressing the matriarchy is you guys both rise together. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like, I don't actually identify as a feminist. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of people might have that confused. Maybe it's the wealth. Maybe it's the deep voice. I don't give a fuck. Like we are rich and we're wealthy and we have each other's back. And it's time for a new dialogue and to say that we won the jackpot. And so our energies are going up together. And I have absolutely observed you guys in person and you nailed it on the head when you said 
the reason this works for you guys is because Kyle is secure in Kyle. And so even if you look like the face of the brands and you're out there running to the events and it's your social media popping, first of all, we, we, me and Stephanie are like sisters. So we talk about this. Kyle looks like a Greek God. Like we discuss <laughs> this as a part of the brand. Like he's got his shit on lock and she's mm. gorgeous. And she just, I just catches your eye. They're a beautiful couple, but that's not the part. There are a lot of beautiful couples that I have no fucking interest being close to at all. But the way that you guys support each other in their strengths, and it doesn't matter who's front facing and who's leading on the backside, it's a yin and yang that comes together and builds each other up. When we're when our back's against the wall, we're face down and we have all of those doubts and insecurities that come with going higher and higher up, which yes. leads me to... How the hell did you build up Wealthy Practitioner, your <laughs> new coaching consulting brand that focuses on chiropractors, both men and women? How the heck did you build that up so quickly? Like, what has it been like a year? Tell yeah, me a year. about what happens in that brand and how did it happen so quickly? Um, yeah, well, I had some good friends in my ear, like Beejal being like, stop being vanilla. Stop. I, cause when, you know, uh, one of our powerful conversations that we had is you were like, you are a powerhouse in person and you are not coming across that way online. You keep it vanilla. You make sure everybody's happy. You make sure it's butterflies and roses, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, that's an actually really interesting observation because the people who are closest to me know that I say what's on my mind 24 seven. And I, I, I don't do it rudely. It's just like, if you're going to ask my opinion, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But that's also one of my superpowers is like, I can see something inside of somebody that one, they don't see inside of themselves or two, I can explain it or pull it out in a way that it just connects all the dots for them. Right. And you have a very similar superpower, I think. And so it was this idea of like, you know, if I'm going to go full throttle with this consulting business, I need to burn the boats. I need to go full blown steam ahead, 120%. And when I got super clear on that vision, it's like everything started aligning. I found my voice. I, I was like, you know, I, I, I've deemed myself as the wealthy mama. And so like I'm in my wealthy mama era and it was like, well, I don't want to hone in on the brand so much that it's wealthy mama. Cause that would turn away all the wealthy papas. Right. And I want to help men just as much as I want to help women. Let's but go. it was like, okay, but the wealthy practitioner just moves different. They carry themselves differently. They take care of their teams. Like that's one thing that I don't know gets talked about enough is like, I am so proud to employ 20 different people and put food on their tables with Kyle. Like that is fucking incredible. And I don't want to stop at 20. Now I'm having a few growing pains managing 20 people and it's not easy, but I don't want to stop there because I know I can help more people even in that realm that maybe have no desire to be an entrepreneur. Right. But like they can come and work in an amazing work environment that values them and pays them what they're worth. Like I'm excited about that. And so when I want to build up these practitioners to, to be wealthy and understand what wealth is, cause you and I both know it's not just money. It's having that partner that you love. It's having whether you want a family or not is indifferent, but it's like having these experiences in your life that are so beautiful and fulfilling. And it, it's more than just money. It's doing good for other people. It's being a good um, steward of the gifts that you've been given. And for me, it was like, people need to hear this message because there's a lot of people out there just being like, make more money in your business and, um, you know, buy back your time and do these things. But it's like, it's only a few people actually tying it all together. Yeah, it's incredible the way that you've taken 
your story and what you've wanted for yourself and then been able to feel that passion to say my entire team, like a lot of people get scared about hiring a team. Forget 20 people. They don't want to have three people on the team. They're like slugging it out with one VA. And I have mm -hmm. a team of incredible VAs, like incredible. And I make sure they know they are not a VA. Like you are yeah. on this team and you are an important part of it. They're on our, they're in our slacks. They're on our Zooms. Like they are incorporated in the team. So this idea that someone's abroad and, and is not on your team, I think a lot of people are playing small thinking that they don't have to train anybody and they can slug it out with one person because mm -hmm. they're afraid of like, will I be a great leader? Will I know how to train them? Will I have to pay them on a biweekly basis? Can I afford it? Because it creates this like mirror that reflects back on your capabilities. Mm -hmm. So totally. not only did you do that for yourself as 20 people, you are a medium business owner because once, I mean, once you pass, I don't care about like the revenue for some reason, the SBA decided that 42 million is when you become a medium <laughs> business owner or the other statistic is when you have more than 12 uh, team members. So you're at 20. So not only did you do that for yourself, first of all, so that's amazing. You also want to grow it and you tertiary third point, you also want to teach other chiropractors and practitioners how to build up their teams. So like the fact that you're able to, to push that out further, like where do you, where do you get this drive and this passion to want to do that again? Like, it just makes me go back to that. Like what, 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 where is this, where is this soul on fire desire to not just be the wealthy practitioner for yourself, but also teach other people how to do that? Where did that come from? It has to be something from childhood. Yeah. I mean, I think I had a less than, um, white picket fence, American dream childhood. My mother went through a lot of trauma at a young age. My parents were divorced. They both, um, you know, had their own demons to fight. They both struggled with addiction. And for me, I saw a lot of under support in my childhood. My mom, you know, she, she had people in her life that wanted to help her, but at the, at the heart of it and the soul of it, she was very under supported. And so I always knew I'm not going to be under supported, even like, you know, people would be like, Steph, how do you manage it? Like all these companies, your son, your husband, your real estate investments. And I'm like, let me be abundantly clear that I hire people to help me because it, I can't manage it all by myself. And I would kill myself trying. And there's even times when I, when I've clocked a 14 hour day and I'm like, wow, okay, I need to get better about my time. I need to delegate a little bit more. I need to do some more things. This isn't actually in alignment with who I am, but it's funny. Kyle and I were just talking the other evening at dinner and, um, I used to work in a restaurant, like all growing up, had my first job at 12. I don't even know if that's legal. Uh, definitely probably isn't in today's day and age, but in the middle of Kansas, it was like, girl, you could do whatever you want. Um, and so I, um, just remember like my mom had this rule as a teenager, like I was probably 14 at the time and I couldn't go out every weekend. I had to pick and choose what weekends I could go out. And so I got around that by being like, cool, I'm just going to work every weekend in a restaurant. And then I might get off a little earlier, a little later, and I'll just meet my friends and say hi, and then I'll come home, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just so funny, but that work ethic that I had was like from such a young age, because I realized working hard was going to lead me to the 
the things that I wanted. And being able to um, use that to my advantage has served me really well until I turned 30. And then now my 30s, and I just turned 35. So the last four or five years have really been about how can I have this big of impact without sacrificing myself to get it? Because I will work with the best of them. I will hustle hard. I'll get on a plane every weekend if it means I'm building my dream life. Um, and so, but that, a little bit of that is a trauma response. A little bit of that, I have to do it all. I have to make sure I'm constantly working. I can't turn off. Like that's a little bit of a trauma response. So really the last few years has been, how can I work through that and make sure that I have a team around me that can handle a lot of the stuff that I need help with, whether that's even just, you know, uh, our house manager, that's our nanny and like things that she's in charge of and my executive assistant. And it's like, there's a lot of moving parts to our life. Like I said, you know, things just get a little bit more complicated, the bigger you get, um, but for me, it was like, I want to hire really good people that I can make an impact in their life. And I, it, it, on, it does come down to wanting to support more women. I mean, yeah. most of the people we employ are women, 98% of them are women. And so for me, it was just like, man, if I can support them financially, emotionally, whatever it is, like they're going to lead better lives. And for whatever reason that lights me up. <laughs> I just, just take a moment to just like, I'm in awe of you and I respect you and love you as a friend, both like you inspire me Thank and you. you're, you're, you're such a badass. like <laughs> for you to be 12 years old in Kansas. And of course I was working at 12 years old <laughs> or in Julius hustling, selling hot dogs, trying to get a large <laughs> drink sold. Dude, I was a hus. I would upsell those hot dogs. Get a second hot dog. Get this. <laughs> also likely illegal, but uh, it was South Florida and my parents needed it. They were immigrants here. Mm -hmm. um, and we we were living, you know, not, you know, we're maybe middle class, maybe a little bit lower middle class, but I watched my parents struggle. Yep. And for it to watch you to take all of that pain and jettison it into purpose and even have the self-awareness to be like, yes, hustle and grind did serve me for 12 to 30, but homegirl had to switch gears when I got married to Kyle and 30 to 35 in my life has been about working smarter and using leverage through other people. Mm -hmm. It's like you have so much self-awareness that's built around you. I can, I can see so clearly how you serve as the beacon to your clients because you know where they're at in their journey, whether it's the 12 year old, you, the 35 year old, you, or any part in between. So yeah. I just, I just wanted to stop and take a moment to say the winning happens from within. And when mm -hmm. you're built like this and you keep going after it and looking for where else could I be missing things? It's, it's, it's very clear to me because we've spent some time together, you know, you've come to one of my events, mm -hmm. we've talked about your brand, your positioning, your messaging, your offers. I mean, I think we could talk about that for a second because <laughs> I love you and you will fight me on the <laughs> badass that you are, you know? Pijo, let me give it away for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I think too, um, you know, something that was, that I just thought about while you were saying that is I believe you can make a million dollars and not ever have to go within. I think, I don't want to say it's easy to get to a million in annual revenue because it's not, it's fucking hard. And 
according to my mentors, getting to your first million is the hardest and then getting to five or 10 after that is easier. Um, and I, I can already see how that's true, right? But I think you can get to a million without ever doing any inner work and you could just hustle your ass off. You could work 60, yeah. 70, 80 hours a week and you will get there because if you're taking aligned action, it will happen. However, I think it is much more difficult to get past a million in revenue if you never go within. And if you don't go within, you go without. And I think so many entrepreneurs think that they can constantly shove their shit under the rug and it's never going to catch up with them. Well, it does in a form of either your relationships are sacrificed, your revenue sacrificed, or your desires and your values are sacrificed. You're no longer operating out of, uh, you're, you're, you start to operate out of alignment with your values when you don't go within. And so I think more entrepreneurs need to consider that because it makes things easier when you start to realize what's holding you back. And often it's ourselves. When you can yep. deep dive and analyze that, you unlock a whole new level of potential. A hundred percent. So tell, tell the audience a bit about what our offer audit process looks like, because I would love for them to hear it from a vantage point of somebody like you, who's a total badass. And what did you, what did you come to us with the problem and what did you walk away with? Um, so like I said earlier, I think that you are really good at pulling out the best parts of people, whether that is um, personally, business, whatever they already have going on and tying it all together. And so for me, it was like, hey, Bijal, I've done this stuff for the last year. I'm really looking at like the next iteration of what I'm building. Can you look at my stuff and reorganize it in a way that helps me get clarity for the next 12 to 24 months and maybe beyond that too. Right. But as visionaries we're con we, you know, damn well, I'm going to be hitting you up in a year and being like, I changed it again. <laughs> now what? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that it was super helpful to kind of have it outlined like that and kind of get the bigger picture. Cause I'm so in it and I, I do downplay what I do and yeah. I downplay who I am at times when I think about selling it. Um, because again, at that service heart, person, I would give it all away for free if I could, but that's not a good value exchange either. Right? Like if I know anything about the law of reciprocity is like, you can't give shit away for free. Um, and so for me, it was like, who else do I trust that I know has good experience in this industry that can really look at everything I'm doing and like tie it all together and put a pretty bow on it. Yep. A hundred percent. And I wanted to point that out because like, you hear Stephanie and you see total badass who's built all of these things, continues to build her empire. And even all of us cannot read the label from inside the bottle. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you have to, one of the reasons that we connect and we're a part of the 1% is because we hire the right mentors. None mm -hmm. of us can read the label from inside the bottle none mm -hmm. of us. And to be able to look at your offer, look at the offer stack and say, what are you positioned at? At what price level? Who is it for? What are their pain points? How do we solve those? And what do we call these things? That's what brand strategy actually is. And most yeah. people think it's logos. And it's dumb. Yeah. It's not logos. Go get your logo done off Upwork because I can care less. That's yes. like the frosting on the cake. So I just want to take a moment to be able to share that experience that we've had together. And well, that was actually our second one. It's our second one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. we did two offer audits because Stephanie is true. A year ago, you were a totally different person. And when I yeah. looked at those, I looked at your last offer audit actually before I got on the call with you. And I laughed at the numbers because I, I laugh like, at it because I'm like, who the hell was that girl? And what was she talking about? <laughs> I don't I don't understand the numbers. I was just confused. You were like missing digits. Um, so it's incredible. We 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 eat our own cooking. So we hire people that we trust to get the services we need. Like we're, we're bros, we're girls, whatever you want to call it. I would have just helped her. But when you really want help, you need to like tie in and patch in with the right people. And that takes me to this part of the conversation, which I am stoked about, but you mentioned Buy Back Your Time, the book by Dan Martell. Yes. You've been talking about the fact that you've, from your 30 to 35 period, you turned into leverage, which mm-hmm. is using other people's time to build your empire. And I know you have an exciting announcement you just made about the Scale Up event that's happening in yes. Nashville that I am stoked and honored uh, to speak at and to be able to pour into your room. Tell us about the Scale Up event. Yeah. So it really is a weekend that I think could change the way most entrepreneurs operate. And I've brought together some of my favorite entrepreneurs that I've come across in the last couple of years to really pour into people in the room who just know that they're destined for more. And so obviously I'm bringing you in because I'm like, Bijal, tell them how they can uplevel their brand and what's next for them and help them find that inner voice that's going to help them dominate, you know? Um, And I recently announced that I also have Dan Martell and Taylor Welch coming And so those are two mentors that have had a huge impact in my life and the way that I view business, the way that I view success, they have built, I mean, I don't even know how big a nine, 10, 11 figure businesses, you know, I don't even know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know how big, um, cause I don't, I I care about that, but it's not the main reason it's because the way they work, the way they operate, the way they think. And I think the quickest way to speed up your trajectory is to borrow thoughts and patterns and behaviors from those who are five to 10 steps ahead of you. And you can accelerate that even more so when you spend a weekend full of those kind of people. And so um, the event is really just meant to up-level every aspect of your business. That's why it's called Scale Up, as well as your personal lives. You know, I'm big on, obviously, you've mentioned it, having my uh, relationship and my marriage be a huge part of that scaling up. We scale up together. And so it's really encompassing all of that together. And I'm just so excited because these people that I'm bringing together have never shared a public stage before, and everybody has their own unique gifts that I think if you are just open to it could potentially change your life. I could, I'm so excited. I'm just like stoked because I know the energy that you bring. So I can't wait to get to hear you speak because like, I know I'm going to be inspired by that. So the coolest thing about this event is that even though your brand is the wealthy practitioner, I think that anyone could gain from coming to this Absolutely. event. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think if you're a chiropractor and you think you want to get to multi seven figures and you want multiple locations, you would be you would be dead at the wheel if you miss this event. So it's in Nashville. It's April twentieth and twenty first, correct? Nineteenth uh, and twentieth. Yep. 
So and close. I'll get that on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be there. It'll be fine. I'll be there. Um, I might be able to take care of it. <laughs> but I do, I do agree too, that it could be for any entrepreneur. So obviously a lot of my following is other holistic health practitioners, but like my, uh, one of my clients owns a salon. She's coming. Her hus- husband owns a construction company. Like he's coming because they know when they've been around me and they know how much that they have up leveled by being in my energy, my vibration, my circle. And so yep. they're like, I don't care if 70% is chiropractors there and the other 30% is other entrepreneurs because I always leave a better person, you know? A hundred percent. And I just wanted to kind of speak to a few points here is so we met through Taylor Welch. Yep. Um, so shout out to Taylor. He is my long, long-term, long-time mentor. He's mentored for me, me close to three and a half years. And literally his group of people is just the most beautiful people on the planet. And when I met Steph in his room, I was like, whoosh, like <laughs> literally drawn to her. And then we started talking about beta bitches. And the next <laughs> moment we're going to London for one of Taylor's events. This girl's texting me, Hey girl, do you want to charter a plane to London? And I'm like, <laughs> Who am I talking to? So I tell Taylor, I'm like, I am in love with Stephanie Wigner. He's like, oh yeah, totally. She's a badass. Um, and so it's like starting from there. And then then Taylor invites me and actually not invites me, cajoles me to come to an event with him and Dan that they throw together in Dana Point, California back in November of 23. And I meet Dan's wife, Renee yes. Warren. And I am like, so I think I'm excited to meet Dan Martell until I meet Renee. And I'm like, yes. Dan, get out of the way. Yeah. And, and Renee's then, speaking too, which is amazing. She is like such a badass. She's such a badass. And we sit down at lunch and she happens to sit next to me. And you know, when you do that thing where you're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Taylor's next to me. Taylor, don't listen to this. Um, he's like trying to talk to me and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And all I want to do is just stare at Renee. Like, like, Taylor, I can talk to you anytime. You do whatever. And the first thing I bring up to her is like, hey, I've seen that you and my friend Stephanie Wigner did a VIP day together. And so like, I don't know. I don't, I got to spend time with her again, Stephanie, you interconnected us Mm -hmm. and you weren't even there, but your name was spoken. You were the social lubricant of where Mm -hmm. I'm like literally staring at like staring at her. And I had a way into the conversation that felt cool. And I felt closer to her because of your relationship. So what is badass about Renee? Because I think she is totally underrated in the Renee-Dan dynamic, and people have no idea what a force she is. Totally. And I think it's cool because, you know, just knowing her over the last year too, I'm actually getting ready to um, do, we're traveling out to Canada to hang out with them in in February. And I'm so excited because any time spent with her is just amazing. But I do think she's underrated until like, she's finding her voice because she's a she's had a seven-figure agency doing PR um and then you know it there's there's lots of things that that happened and whether it was aligned for her or not I have no idea I can't speak to it but I also know she's been raising two boys during that entire period too plus being the wife and supportive spouse of Dan Martell like she's wearing a lot of hats and we really connected over that because we um are very similar to where we have this desire for more and we hold ourselves to a higher standard and um yeah I was just looking up other women because I love supporting women that's why my stage yeah. is 
90% women and 10% are Taylor and Dan because I love them and I, I want them around, but everybody yeah. else is a woman that's coming to the event yeah. because um, I think we need more women on stages and more women sharing their unique perspectives. And there's a lot of women powerhouses out there that maybe aren't getting as many opportunities to speak on a stage. And so I'm just so excited for her to be there and pour all of her years. I don't even know how many she told me 15, 20 years of PR experience into the attendees. I love that. And that just kind of helps me tie this bow together and demonstrate that once you are around Stephanie and you, you come correct and you're invested and you're ready to show up, whether that's in coaching or coming to an event or to hang. Um, but when you get into her inner circle, one of the things I love and cherish about you is you are loyal. You are a loyal yeah. steed. You are the definition of ride or die. And I know that I'm at the place in my life, I'm going to be totally honest, uh, like I always am. I have too many friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know yeah. that sounds dickhead-ish. Um, <laughs> but I'm also, I'm kind of fucking, uh, you know, having a moment in my life right now. I have too many friends. I can't handle the amount of friends I have and the amount of people who need my attention or want it. But I am particular about who I give it to. And I just want to say you've been there for me at every damn time when I didn't feel like that, when mm -hmm. I didn't know that the first event I threw for launch, one of our brand intensives, it was March. It was last year, nine months ago. I had the final cojones to throw my <laughs> first event and Stephanie bought ticket number two. Uh -huh. And when the first person, our really good friend, Sarah Mueller bought ticket number one, I literally shit in my pants, had an anxiety <laughs> attack, was laying in bed because I thought no one was coming behind besides Sarah. If you've ever thrown a birthday party and didn't know anyone was coming and yeah. I'm in the bed and I'm like dry heaving and you wouldn't know that about me because I sound totally. very secure and I am secure about certain things and insecure about a lot. We all are. And I'm literally like, like it's going to be me and Sarah. It's going to be a one-on-one. -on -one. I thought I threw a event. When Stephanie bought ticket number two, Stephanie, I cried. <laughs> I literally cried. And I told Seethel, my husband, I'm like, two means that it's an event. Yep. Two means that there's going to be an event and there's two people here. <laughs> and it's things like that, that I know that you know what you're doing. And it mm -hmm. was no accident because mm -hmm. you come through you help me sell tickets. You're loud as hell about it. You then are like the drummer child. Like who does that? So for any one of you people, forget women, because we're powerhouses and we're friends with both, but women in particular, I am speaking to you. If you think your women friends don't support you, I invite you to reconsider who are you freaking friends with? Because I have friends like Stephanie Wigner who show up for me when I don't even know I need it. And then here we are now and I'm honored and delighted to be able to support her on her stage and where she's going next. So I don't know. Yeah, it's such a, it's that. such a beautiful full circle moment. And I think that the best of us second guess ourselves. I mean, even putting this bigger event together, you know, I've, I've held 20 person masterminds at my home and invited a private chef and like catered the whole thing, had beautiful experiences. And that didn't scare me that much. Like looking back, sure. I was like, Oh, I hope I at least get 10. And then I sold out 20 and I was like, what was I even worried about? But then again, it's like, then you level up and I'm like, cool, I'm trying to get 60 people to this bigger workshop that I'm doing. And I panicked and I've lost sleep over it. And it's like, it's damn near sold out and I still have three months to go. And so it's, 
it's crazy, but you do need people like that in your life when you're second guessing yourself or you're just not sure to help build you up. And to be honest, that is one of the things that I manifested because I was very similar to where I was like, I just don't have women in my life who get the stress that I'm under. Cause that's yeah. number one. My life is stressful. I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it and be like, Oh, it's hunky dory over here. It is very stressful. It is very rewarding and very fulfilling. But I also need women who are just higher level and not settling and they can hold me to a higher level too, right? Um, and I, I finally, over the last couple of years, have been able to find that and it things change when that happens. When you just have a higher quality circle around you, your entire life changes. I love that. I love that so much. I love you so much. The room you're going to put together is phenomenal. Let me just correct you. It's not 60 people at Solda. It's 75. <laughs> is 75. So let's just correct that number right there. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to wrap it up here. What do you want? What do you want people when they wake up and they listen to this and they're looking in the mirror and they're thinking about this conversation? What you mentioned thinking, you mentioned habits, you mentioned, you know, why we love, we both love Dan and Taylor. Um, they're both our mentors. And there's a reason why they are both extremely supportive of their entrepreneurial wives. Like mm -hmm. they are on a hell bent mission. Taylor's on a hell bent mission to get women out there and supports them because of his daughter um, mm -hmm. and his wife. And he saw the struggles they went through. So when people are, when we're, when we've surrounded ourselves with people who help us think better, what do you want people to think about for themselves? What are, what's a question or two questions that they should be asking, but they're not asking? Where am I honestly letting myself down? There's too often that I get on the phone with people and they are so focused on making excuses as to why they are not where they want to be that they spend so much energy doing that instead of being like, I know where I'm dropping the ball. I know where I lack and I'm willing to invest into things, mentors, programs, whatever it is that's going to help me get there. And I'm not going to half-ass it anymore. And, you know, there, there's been like full transparency. I have completely slacked on my health and my fitness. I will go into grind mode with work with working that I'm like, cool, I don't need to ever see fresh air again. I will just stay in this office and work. And I was like, I'm dropping the ball. I need to take radical responsibility. I am dropping the ball on my fitness. I am not as in good a shape as I can be. I am not doing my cold plunges. I am not eating healthy. There's too many late nights to where I'm like hungry and it's like, cool, let's just Uber eats a sub real quick, right? <laughs> um, and it, it's unacceptable because of the level of entrepreneur I am. And so it took having a really deep dive into myself and be like, I'm dropping the ball. It's time to step the fuck up. So now I have a personal trainer that comes to my house twice a week. Now I'm making sure that I'm cooking more, you know? And it's like, it would have been fine because I am so so successful by so many standards quote, you know, I'm doing air quotes, like it would have been fine, but I just held myself to a higher level. And I think that more people need to do that in every aspect of their life. And also notice what I did. I invested in a trainer because I know that I have a tendency to forego or lose accountability around that. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I just think it's, it's something that more people should do. I, I love that. The question is, where am I letting myself down? And it took me aback the way you said it. And I love the fact that you're imperfectly perfect <laughs> and you're vulnerable and you're radically confident all at the same time because it's all together. Uh, no one gets out of this without kinks and chinks in the armor. And uh, that's a great question to leave our audience pondering about. So 
We are going to have everything in the show notes. Uh, Stephanie, where, what's the best platform people can follow you on and what handle is that? Uh, definitely Instagram at the wealthy practitioner. Look at that brand name, girl. <laughs> I wish I could claim that name. By the way. <laughs> okay. That'll be in there. Um, we'll have scale up the event. Uh, it will be sold out with 75 people. So if you want to hang with Stephanie, with me, with Taylor Welch, Dan Martell, Renee Warren, and all the other badasses she has, you're not going to want to miss this. Um, 75 is going to be the smallest room you ever have moving forward. Um, so get around <laughs> us, get around in the room. It's going to be so much fun and you're going to build connections for life. Uh, Stephanie, I love you so much. I love and you. Thank you. To the moon we fucking go. Here we go. Peace out. <laughs>